Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike. That's Doug. Dude, we're going streaking, dude. We're going streaking. I, I guess we are, dude. Dude, uh, dude, dude. I'm calling you out right now. Oh. I'm calling you out. How dare you? So early in the such podcast, a, but be such a grimace <laughs> about this, right? The Sharks have won three in a row. And all I'm getting, I, I need a little more fry guy. I need a little more hamburger from you. <laughs> I need a, a little less grimace. The Sharks have won three in a row, dude. The Jeffrey VL era is upon us. It he is the is. new Radim Shimmick. Radim Shimmick's record with the Sharks playing. How about how about Jeffrey VL's record? Three and zero, oh, undefeated. Dude, it's something. The Sharks are now. They have. Climbed all the way back with this streak, this minor streak, to three points out of the last playoff spot, <laughs> and you don't look happy about it. I I know I I feel bad about I feel bad about this feeling because I feel like the Sharks might overvalue their team again, and then. Right at the deadline, they go and make maybe not a great long-term trade, and then they try and make the playoffs, and then they lose in the first round, and then we're exactly in this position again next year. That's what I worry about. Not that I want the Sharks to lose on purpose, right? It's it's this knife edge. I, I, I feel like I may not be alone in the fan base, although if I am alone, let me know. Uh, that I want the Sharks to be a good team but i don't want them to be falsely good and i feel like the last week they've been falsely good for whatever reason they can beat minnesota but for whatever other reason they can't beat arizona so what's that about and and is it a good thing if they can't beat arizona at all and they lose to vegas every time they play them that they could make the playoffs in which they'll what get swept by vegas why do we want this again Dude, you make you make very good points. You make very good points, dude. And and I think that the reason why do are the Sharks going to win the cup? Dude, no. 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 They're not going to. Do I think the Sharks are going to go out and make a um unadvisable trade to acquire Lee Stepniak at the deadline? No. <laughs> no. We're the only team he hasn't played for. That's true. You know, so so I don't think that that's going to happen, right? Um, do I think they should try and make the playoffs? Yes, I do. <laughs> because this team, dude, we've talked about it so many times. There's nothing you can do really to break this team up other than take a complete total sledgehammer to it. And Doug Wilson won't do it. He's not going to do it. They are going to try and win with this core of players so when they're actually winning, I think we need to embrace it <laughs> because on paper, they should not be as bad as they are. There is something wrong, right? And 
I guess it's no coincidence that the Sharks now all of a sudden this week beat Minnesota twice very convincingly, uh, you know, especially the first game where it was sort of like Eric Carlson got to the top of the mountain and like planted his flag, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and just completely was like, you know, I am, you know, uh, I am Carlson, you know? And then he just, <laughs> he like ripped that slap shot in the, in the shootout. It was like, dude, where has this been? And I'm really glad that you have a bird that's joined you on the podcast yeah. today. I mean, it really is a special, special guest. Um, have you named this bird? Dude? No, not yet. I guess leaving the window slightly open was a mistake in retrospect, but we'll have to press on, dude. All right. With the podcast. Yeah, I, I, it, 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 it brings sort of like a, an ambiance, like a... A cheery vibe, like a, maybe? Yeah, it feels, it feels almost... British period to me right now, you know, uh, with this uh, with this bird uh, singing a song. The bird is even excited, dude, and you can't quite bring yourself That's to right. be excited about the Jeffrey VL era. I do feel bad about it. Why, why don't you tell me, since you are perhaps Jeffrey VL's largest fan, why he is so much better than than Curtis Gabriel? Discuss. Oh, well, I think Jeffrey VL uh, appears to have actual tangible hockey skill. You know what I mean? Like Aww. he has made, and, and I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, Curtis Gabriel, I, I, I like, I think Curtis Gabriel should be playing too, dude. I really think he should. I like the energy, but that, that he has brought, but I think he opened the door to me, uh, to seeing, or sorry, not to me, but I think to the sharks to going, oh, well, this seems to have brought some energy to the roster. Why don't we have a more skilled version of this type of player come up and 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 participate? And that is Jeffrey Vl, which I will admit I, I didn't know a ton about Jeffrey Vl, except for that he was on the Barracuda, right? I mean, this guy I think had a very strong. Um, minor league career, right? Um, it seems like he, you know, was, you know, regularly, um, looks like his, his last year in junior, it looks like he had 39 goals, 120, 70, 27 penalty minutes. Right. I mean, uh, his team got to the, to the Q championship. Uh, he was named the MVP of the playoffs in, uh, they played in the Memorial Cup. I mean, this guy has a lot of big game experience, right? And has sort of been sitting in the Barracuda for three years. Now, I know that this has been, this is three games, right, dude? And he is only playing, but, he's playing the least number of minutes of anyone on the Sharks during those three games. It's that's not like okay. The, it's not like the coaching staff is like, this guy's the next star. Let's play him 15 minutes. He's playing seven, eight he's, minutes. That's not, that's not what those seven or eight minutes are like. I feel like it's what I've wanted from what you see from, you know, the Vegas bottom line and the St. Louis bottom line that I've been so jealous about. You notice them when they're out there. I notice VL when he's out there. I couldn't tell you a single time Suamel is out there. Right. Right. Yeah. Or some of these other guys who've sort of rotated through the lineup. You just don't even notice what they're doing. VL hit somebody. He made some 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 cool passes. 
Like he he he's not a stiff, right. right? Yeah. And he's not out there, you know, Gabriel I think sort of seems to have thought maybe his his enforcer star has risen maybe a little bit higher than it should. Right? Yeah, maybe. And was kind of kind of picking fights before games and stuff. I don't think that that's what we have here in VL, but I just like the energy dude and I like the grit and then there is a there is some skill there. This is the type of player that I want on the fourth line. And if you play six minutes or ten, that's up to Bugner, but he's there, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's it's a it's a part of the team that needs to exist. And I the first time I've seen like a young Sharks player come up and go, Oh my gosh, we may have our own version of this in a good way. Yeah. I agree. Speaking of young Sharks players that are making a Impression, Rudolph's Balsers, three-point game versus the Kings, dude. In on all three goals, plus three. This guy is just continuing to impress. He's continuing to surprise, honestly. I mean, this is a name that is not completely foreign to us. We've heard it bandied about with the Sharks and the Barracuda over the last at least year or two. And, you know, they pick him up off of waivers this year. And now he's... He's really he's really coming on. He's really proving himself. It's hard to make the case that this guy's not an NHL player anymore. I don't know exactly what kind of breakfasts he's been eating, but good for him. He deserves the, all the props. Yeah, certainly. I mean, uh, in 21 games, he has 12 points. So if you put that out to a full NHL season, then he's a 40-point forward, you know? And you can find a 40-point forward for free on waivers, then good for Doug Wilson, right? And they certainly were uh, familiar with him because he was drafted by the Sharks in 2015. He had a really good season for the Barracuda in 2017-18. He had 48 points in 67 games, which is probably why he was included in that Carlson trade. And for some reason in Ottawa, he just never really got much of a shot. I mean, he played 51 games for them. He had 17 points. You know, it didn't really, uh, he played well in the minors there. I agree. I think Balsers is a, is an NHL forward, right? Is he a top six forward? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. You know, I don't know, but yet. I mean, I, I think, um, he should be the type of player that is getting to play 14 to 16 minutes on a regular basis because we need to see, like, yeah. we need to know, do we have, a a legitimate NHL wing here in him. Uh, and the only way we're going to find that, I see he's 23, right? Yeah, I mean, the only way young. we're going to find this out is by continuing to play him consistently. So um, he's been a bright spot. Uh, you know, VL has been a bright spot. Martin Jones, dude. Um, Martin Jones in the month of March for goalies who played over 10 games is the fifth best goalie in the NHL by stats. So um, go figure, right? I mean, like, I think that that is, um, you know, until I looked that up, I was sort of refusing to believe that maybe he's righted the ship here. But this has been a month now, a month of, you know, 10, 10 starts of being not below average, not average, above average NHL goalie, and the Sharks now find themselves, shockingly, dude, 
on the cusp of a playoff berth. Yeah. So when you get good goaltending, look what can happen. What happened? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I it's hard. It's I I don't want to be a Scrooge about this too, but I'm I'm still not sure because I mean the first game against Minnesota on Monday night was not a good statistical game for Martin Jones. The Sharks did win the game, of course, in the shootout, and of course he he pitched two good starts in the other two games. So you know one for three is good. Um, I'm just. I guess I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? We've seen this case where Martin Jones plays well, and then we talk about, is Martin Jones back? Is he going to be a great goalie? And it seems like the one of the big differences between sort of the top echelon or the above-average goalies in the NHL and the below-average goalies in the NHL is not that the below-average goalies can't put in good starts. They absolutely can. They can have strong performances. They're good goalies. The problem is, is that it's hard to stay consistent in this league, right? You have two good games and then you have a bad game and then you have two good games and then you have a bad game. And if you're playing not a great game, one out of every three games, that makes you a below average goalie. Now, you know, me, he's put together a streak again. You know, this has been one of the easier months in terms of matchups, uh, for the sharks, you know, LA, Minnesota, Arizona didn't, didn't do so well against Arizona. LA again. We'll we'll see what happens when you know coming up. There's going to be another pretty easy stretch here. LA and Anaheim for the next couple of weeks. Minnesota again, and then three against Vegas in the latter half of April. So we'll we'll see what happens. I I wonder is this just an anomaly or is this something that he's really picked up? Of course, I want him to have picked it up. I want him to have figured out what it is that he wasn't doing or was doing that needed to be changed, but. I guess I'm still skeptical. I'm still the skeptic on this. And you should be. You should be. You, and I am too. I'm not saying he has completely figured it out. Uh, but I'm saying is that there's been a stretch here where he has figured it out, at least for now, right? If you go back to the 13th of March, you know, a uh, good start at Anaheim, good start in a shootout loss uh, at home to St. Louis. Good start in a home loss to LA. Good, oh, sorry, home win against LA. Good start, another good start in a home win versus LA. Bad start in Arizona, where he gave up five goals and it was an 821 save percentage. I'm not counting the Monday game against Minnesota as a bad start because even though he had an 880 save percentage, I mean, he was really good in the shootout, right? And yep. they won the game. Yeah. So I don't count that as a bad one. Um, and then the the other game against Minnesota, nine twenty nine save percentage. So, yeah, dude. I mean, like, been saying these guys need to go. Like, they they are not the answer. And then now they, uh, Martin Jones has said, "Excuse me, I'm still here. I have an you answer know, for you. I, I have, have an, an answer. answer for you. I am the answer. And we should all be skeptical." And he should have to prove it for the whole rest of the season. But what I do like is that Bob Bugner is letting him prove it. Okay. Yeah, you know what? You're playing really well right now. He, uh, he played last night in the win against LA. Apparently, he's going to play again tonight. They should ride him, yeah. ride him yep. until he falls apart. Like um, this, you know, goalie share. No, it's not a goalie share. It's whoever is playing best gets to play almost all the games. And dude, Dubnik had his chance to to grab a hold of this job, right? Like he had a chance um, and he has not, did not, you know, 
respond, yeah. right? I mean, his, by comparison, I mean, his uh, march Not was so good. pretty brutal, yep. right? Yep. Um, his last three starts have all been bad starts and all losses. 865 save percentage, 800 save percentage, 885, loss, loss, loss. So there you go. That's right. That's right. Who knows? Maybe the Sharks have an answer internally. I just, uh, we, we shall well, see. Well, I mean, <laughs> and we should doubt it. We should doubt it and doubt it and doubt it until it becomes a longer stretch than this. But I guess what I'm saying, dude, is is with this win streak and, you know, uh, we're going to get fully pantsed by even saying a statement like this. Yes, right? we are. But after 36 games, have they finally kind of started to figure it out? Have they finally started to come together and play as a unit? I am not saying they're better than Colorado or, or Vegas, right? But but could we at least convince ourselves that maybe they are the third best team in this division, right? That could you really say that, I mean, the Sharks have played St. Louis tough all year. Like, I mean, all year. We beat Minnesota twice. I don't think they're better than the Sharks. I know that the Sharks lost to Arizona and, and got kind of pwned by Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. I I still, I don't, I can't convince me that Arizona is most definitely better than the Sharks. Sharks are better than the Kings and they're better than the Ducks. I don't know, dude. Like, it, when they're right, couldn't they be the third best team in this division? It's possible. I, right now, it certainly doesn't seem like they're better than Arizona. I mean, they lost two not very good games, or you know, just this past week, and uh, they only won the opening night game in a shootout, January fourteenth. So that's not that's not great. I mean, they've only won one game out of four against Arizona in the shootout. You know, they're going to be playing four more games against Arizona, two in late April, two in early May. We're really going to know right now. I don't think I'd say it's just that's just a bad matchup for the Sharks for whatever reason. And the Sharks are a good matchup, a pretty good matchup against St. Louis for whatever reason. Don't really understand either why that's the case, but that seems to be the case so far. And certainly lately they've had Minnesota's number. So, yeah, they 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 seem to have found their their equilibrium spot. The, the question is, is it enough for them to slide into the fourth spot? They're only three points behind. And certainly they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight very winnable games in a row coming up. I mean, they could easily be in a playoff spot when they face off against Vegas on the 19th of April. And maybe that will give them an extra spring in their step. They have something to fight for against Vegas. I mean, they do anyway. I mean, clearly that rivalry is alive and well. These teams don't like each other. There's plenty of personal animosity between them. But there might even be some higher stakes when we play them three in a row at the end of April. If the Sharks can wrangle themselves into a playoff spot, they can certainly take and two even against Minnesota. I think I, I think I even saw you smile just even <laughs> a little bit when you said that that last sentence, dude. Like, I did. I did. Like. Like if the Sharks can somehow go on a streak here and win like seven or eight in a row, which is not impossible here, right? Like, no, nope. it, 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 the way that Eric Carlson is playing, the way Martin Jones is playing, the way that some of these role players are, the energy that VL has brought. I mean, uh, Timo Meyer in in two of his last three games has over seven shots. 
all of a sudden he's found his aggression. Maybe not as much physically, but he is playing like he is really trying, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you you can see there's been a light switch flip here for them. And uh I'm not sure what it is, uh, but uh they need to ride it out and try and figure out because this is I mean, this offseason just is massive for them. Because either they're going to be competitive and convince themselves that, you know what, we can continue to build around this core, or this completely fell apart when we had an opportunity to go on a run that couldn't do it, and it needs to be destroyed, right? <laughs> Destro- yes. But but right now, dude, dude, just enjoy the moment. I'm trying. Just enjoy the moment. I'm definitely you enjoy trying. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the win. Enjoy Drew Doughty pouting tonight. Just enjoy it. Right, I'm. They're definitely not going to trade the first try. round picks. They're not going to trade a bunch of prospects to, you know, go out and 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 rent, you know, Jerome Ginla. You know, what I mean, like Taylor Hall. No, Buffalo that's wants not gonna, a first round pick for six weeks of Taylor Hall. That's that's insane, Taylor Hall. I mean, I feel bad for him. Right, yeah. he was the MVP of the league, and now he's playing on the worst team in the NHL, and. I mean, statistically, dude, I mean, I got to look, but I think it's, I typed in Taylor into Google and it immediately went to Swift. What does that say? Um, okay. Here it comes. Yeah, Taylor Hall has two goals. Ah. Two. Two goals this year, dude. I mean, like, come on. Like, a, a first round pick? That's madness. It right? is. Right? That is just. It is total madness. I mean, this is a player here who, you know, has scored almost 40 goals. But you look, I mean, you also, you look at Taylor Hall's stats over, is Taylor Hall massively overrated? I'm sorry. Now I'm looking at his stats. I am wondering if he is. Certainly this year. It's not, he's not worth $8 million, that's for sure, which is what he's making. I mean, he has two seasons of over 80 points and one 65-point season, but the rest is sort of pedestrian, dude. I mean, like, I mean, for, for someone who you consider to be a star, right. I don't know. I wouldn't give up a first-round pick for Taylor Hall. Certainly you know, not. I, I, don't, and, I don't know who's going to do that. Nobody's going to do that. And looking around the league, I don't really see what team might be in that position to want to do something like that. Like, there's nobody I look at the line up and say, oh yeah, they should just get Taylor Hall and then all of a sudden they're going to be like a legitimate Stanley Cup threat. You look at all the best teams right now in the league and none of them are particularly hurting for offense or offensive talent. So it's not like, you know, even except maybe the New York Islanders, but that's just not their way is to go get Taylor Hall, uh, but um, who are still playing well. In other good news though, Buffalo actually did win a game, dude. And then they lost another one. But they had, what, lost 19 yeah. in a I row, mean, 18 in a row? Crazy. <laughs> I mean, as we're kind of looking around the NHL, right? I mean, a team that's sort of in a similar spot as the Sharks, as like Central Division Sharks, is the Nashville Predators. And they have found themselves now, they were going to be sellers. Like, sell everything, everything yeah. not in 80% off, going out of business, right? Now they're in the playoffs. And now they're, and now they're a playoff team. Yeah. So... You know, that kind of messes up a lot of what teams probably were looking to do because you were going to look at their 
roster and basically, uh, you know, everything's available. And I don't know that that's the case anymore, right? What what do they do? You know what I mean? They're in. A, if the Sharks are in the playoffs, but they're sort of in similar spot. Good enough to win the cup? No. Good enough to make the playoffs? Yes. I guess. And lose to Tampa? Yeah, lose to Tampa yes. quickly, probably. I mean, but, but like, uh, you know, what do you do? Like, I mean, what do you do? I think it's going to be one of these things, dude, where, you know, these teams like in the East, they're all bunched up at the top, right? The Caps, the Islanders, and the Pens. Yep. When one of them makes a move, like someone acquires somebody, that's when the other teams are going to have to do something to feel like they're keeping up. Right, right. right. That's when Buffalo might find themselves getting their asking price for Taylor Hall, right? If if Washington acquires some other, you know, let's say they get Raquel from the Ducks or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And then and then the Pens, like Brian Burke is not just going to go, nah. You know, he's going to do something, right? They're going to do something. Yeah. And that might be where they feel pressured to kind of go out and get a Taylor Hall to try and keep up. So, um, actually, as I'm talking about it, it kind of makes a lot of sense for Pittsburgh because if he was able to figure it out there, playing with Sydney, you know, you might be able to have a a young star kind of moving in while the older stars move out. But, anyways, yeah, yeah, dude. It's, I it's, mean, it's, it's interesting to see where the league's at. I mean, there's definitely some some teams I didn't expect uh, in their positions um, right now. So. You know, Philly's out of a playoff spot. Calgary Philly is a mess. Yeah. A total mess. Philly is a mess. Calgary's out of a playoff spot. Nashville's in a That's playoff not spot. Surprising. No, Calgary, I don't find that to be surprising. That team was a mess in the offseason, and that decision to keep Ward as the coach and not really do anything to the roster other than add a really expensive goalie. It's not the answer. I mean, I I think that that team's a mess. Yeah. The Rangers are plus nineteen in goal differential and out of a playoff spot. <laughs> I mean, that sucks. That sucks for them. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, dude. I mean, it this is this is the this is the easiest pickings of the entire season right here. Uh, can the Sharks continue this upward trajectory? With Eric Carlson, Martin Jones, and you know, relatively easy opposition, and find themselves say it. VL, in the thick dude, of it. Say it, say Jeffrey VL. And Jeffrey VL, the That's new right, Jeffrey VL factor, of course. Yeah, I am. I if they make the playoffs, I am getting a VL jersey. Wow, it's happening. Wow, it's happening. The bold. Sharks completely own the Kings, dude. They own them. Yes, and you know, after being owned by the Kings for so long. I'm enjoying owning. I want to take Todd McClellan's lunch every day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I hope they have a chance to take it on repeat and basically bury them from being a playoff team. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, it would would just be so awesome, right? Because they were were talking about, oh, the Kings. The Kings might make the playoffs. The Kings Kings aren't going to make the playoffs. Kings stink, right? (laughs) They have some good young players. They stink, right? So... Let's get another win tonight. I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. The Sharks are going to go, but the next time we record, the Sharks will have kept winning. They will have kept winning. They will have gotten a point in every game. 
Sharks are going streaking, dude. They're going streaking. When we record next, we're going to be a playoff team. How about that? Wow. How about that? Sounds How about awesome, dude. That. What do you think about that? We're going to be a playoff team next time we record. Happy Easter to you. Happy Easter to everybody. That's what the Easter Bunny brought me. Thank you, Easter Bunny. A playoff team. Dude. Yeah. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.